Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, email rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. Our website is www.thesecretteachings.info, and if you visit our website, you'll find everything you might need or want to know about The Secret Teachings from our books to our archive, which you can listen to, stream our shows, and download those shows for free seven days a week, thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to get the ad-free version of the show, however, you can always subscribe at aftermath.media or resubscribe on our website if you're already a subscriber. It is Monday, April 24th, 2023, and I have a fantastically informative show for you prepared tonight. It is a show that is not a part two or a part three of anything else, but it does relate to a show that we did on the 18th of April called Patriarchal Patronizing. And it also sort of relates to another show we've done. So I think we've done three. This will be the third show we've done in our full um, full amount of time on radio over a decade. We did a show called Battle of the Sexists with a friend of mine, female friend of mine. I think that was back in 2018. Uh, so that's not even in the uh, the main archive. It's in the very, very old archive. And we talked about the differences between men and women, and particularly the statistical data that shows how men and women both have areas, both have categories, again, statistically, in which they suffer uh, in our society and in our culture. For example, women certainly experience sexual assault and rape at a higher rate than men. But we shouldn't forget that men also experience those things at an incredibly high rate. In fact, a rate so high, it's almost unbelievable, considering that we don't typically think as a culture that men can be the victims of those kinds of things. But men are the victims of harassment, sexual assault and rape. Uh, Forced penetration is what the Bureau of Justice uh, Statistics calls it. And uh, those are things that get overlooked, dismissed, uh, even mocked and laughed at if a guy says he's been raped or He's been the victim of sexual assault. So women experience those things at a higher rate. But one thing men experience at a far higher rate than women is suicide. Uh, Men are largely, it's almost like 99.9% of all military deaths are men. That number has come down slightly, but it's still over 98% of all military deaths are men. Uh, That's in the modern age where women can very well go to battle and fight. Uh, in conflict, uh, physical conflict, not being a computer operator or something in a in a bunker somewhere. And uh, men also, and it's not just the military and suicide, men also tend to perform more dangerous jobs in general. So a majority, a mass majority, far more than 80% of all workplace deaths are also men as well. Now, a lot of people think that this, and, and I know a lot of people think this because I've been told this by male and female listeners Uh, that this is some kind of contest that when I talk about something like this, I'm trying to dismiss and demean and degrade women and the struggles that women go through. And I'm trying to elevate men to a superior position. But that's not what I'm doing. Uh, That's not my intention. And in fact, anybody who thinks that 
uh, whether you're a man or a woman, I believe that if you're accusing me of that, this is precisely what you're guilty of. You have some motivation in making this a contest. It's not a contest. Men and women suffer at the hands of our hierarchical social and cultural structure in a variety of different ways. You can call our system patriarchal, but I can provide you and I will provide you evidence and proof tonight that our system is just as matriarchal as it is patriarchal and that matriarchy and patriarch are not necessarily negative things. I mean, the first definition of these words just means to be descendant uh, from you know, the father or from the mother and one, one has more significance. Uh, traditionally and more Christian-based uh, societies, you are descendant from the male, from the man, from the husband. Uh, from the father, but there is another religion, pretty big religion, it's called Judaism, where you're not a Jew, no matter what your traits and beliefs and characteristics are, you're not a Jew unless your mother is a Jew. That means Judaism is a matriarchal religious social structure, and Judaism has a lot of power in the Western world. In fact, uh, it's about 70 to seven, I think it might be 72%. It's somewhere around three or four uh, little baby boys in the hospital are circumcised. That is a, that is a primarily traditionally Jewish thing. Uh, it's not a Christian thing. Uh, it's certainly not a Muslim thing, although Muslims get attacked because some radical Muslims like to cut the clitorises off of girls. I mean, show me more than a handful of cases where that actually happens. I know plenty of Muslims... Uh, a friend of mine's a Muslim. I'm pretty sure she still has her her sexual organs all intact. Uh, but that is a primarily Jewish thing. That is a matriarchal system that literally cuts part of a male's penis off as part of a, a bizarre tradition. Uh, and that is something that dominates uh, the medical community, the medical uh, world that um, we interact with for everything from mental health to physical health hospital births, everything. It's its a very strange combination of matriarchy and patriarchy. So tonight on the show, uh, I, I, I just have all this information I want to share with you. I pulled all the statistical data uh, from the CDC, from the uh, Bureau of Justice Statistics, the FBI, uh, surveys uh, about um, intimate partner violence. And I want to share all that with you tonight. And I want to do it with a good friend of mine who's in studio with me, He's been on the show a few times, and he, like myself, has had experiences that are dismissed and, in fact, mocked because he's a man. In fact, I, I think you're a man. Um, I assume you're a man. I don't want to. I don't want to offend you. But Joe, welcome to the show, my good friend Joe here in studio. Uh, your thoughts on what I've explained so far? Thank you for having me on, Ryan. It's always a pleasure to be on the show. Yes, I am a man. Today, I do identify as a man. I'm glad. I'm glad that you can um, you can say that uh, confidently, because it's very dangerous nowadays to say that. You have a target on your back, that's for sure. And I wonder why that is. You know, why is that? Why do you think that men have a target on their back in that way? I think it's just society right now. They're pushing this whole the Me Too and the the strong woman thing, and every movie is a strong woman role, which is fine, but it doesn't have to be every. Thing you see on TV, everything you see in Hollywood, men still need to have a good uh, thing to look up to. That's right. And if you don't, if men don't have something to look up to, I mean, this is this is the part where a lot of people probably divert from me. 
I feel that if men don't have something positive and strong to look up to, that actually creates this so-called toxic masculinity. Men need to have a positive role in their life to be, they're always told, you need to be the head of the household, the head of the household, you need to be a man, be a man, do this, do that, provide, protect, perform, and they're taking that away, that causes mental health issues, and that's probably one of the reasons why there's a lot of suicide in men these days. Suicide rates are like four times as high for men as they are for women. Men die at a higher rate of heart attacks uh, and pretty much every major condition. I mean, a lot of that is diet and lifestyle. Um, I think it's also pressure. If you're pressured in life to do all these things to provide and perform and all that, and you can't do that for, let's say, health reasons or something, and men always bottle everything inside, they don't go to the doctor. They're taught to. Right. From an early age, don't show your emotions. Put it all inside. Don't go to the doctor. You're fine. You're a man. And then you start drinking more. You start abusing drugs. Then you, you know, you could kill yourself or harm yourself or do something horrible. Yeah, it's a cyclical thing because women now are starting to die at, at about the same rate because of heart disease, for example, that men do. So there's a lifestyle cultural thing there, but it's a cyclical thing because part of that lifestyle includes what you're explaining it includes the immense pressure that's put on men that doesn't mean women don't have pressure but we talk about women's issues every day all the time every news segment every movie everything is focused on women's issues men have issues too and to dismiss that i mean we're literally disregarding the feelings and the emotions and the health of half of the world's population essentially there's slightly more women than men but essentially half the world's population that's not a very uh, equal or equitable thing to do. No, it isn't. In fact, it's 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 kind of I don't know. It's kind of evil in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're literally uh, you're literally supporting a uh, an ideology that tells half the world's population, or if you want to just look at America, half of the American population that you don't matter, your feelings don't matter, your opinions don't matter. Uh, the things that you've experienced don't matter. And, 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 and this is the thing that bothers me is that men also go through sexual trauma. It's not discussed. It's rarely ever brought up in conversations about sexual or mental or any other kind of health. Um, and the people that talk about like the, like the Me Too movement, where is that for men? I mean, you remember Terry, Terry Crews, I think is his name, the actor. Mm-hmm. He said he was, I mean, this is a big, big, big guy. I think he he played football or something. He's a big, muscular guy. He's in all the Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, is he? Is a lot I of think Adam he's Sandler the old movies. Spice guy. He's always yeah, the, the old Spice guy. Yeah, dancing around and and he he got groped by some Hollywood scumbag, some mm-hmm. guy, and he said it doesn't it doesn't do anything to 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 make a comment. It's not going to matter if I make a comment about it because people just say, well, Terry, you're a big guy. Why didn't you just beat him up? Because of the power that that individual wielded. Uh, in in that particular instance. Well, then it'd be on TMZ and look at Terry Crews. He hit this person. Yeah. He's got money. Let's sue him. So why does it matter then when a, well, exactly. And why does it matter then when a, when a woman says I've been abused, everybody is concerned with that and cares. But when a man says I've been abused, it's complete dismissal. And in fact, it's even mockery in a lot of cases. I think too, it's like in America, it's like everybody's a victim everything I'm a victim to this. I'm a victim to that. Then I got to take pharmaceutical drugs. I got to do recreational drugs. I drink too much. I'm a victim to society. It's like, just live your life, go to work, provide for your family and just enjoy yourself. 
Well, see, this is the whole point of tonight's show. You're right. We shouldn't have to have this victim mentality because it's a very dangerous thing and it actually hurts. It hurts far more people than it helps, I believe. Um, But the reason I'm doing tonight's show is because I want our male audience. And we have a lot. I mean, I think our audience is pretty split down the middle from what I've seen from the data. But I think that a lot of men need support in being able to um, recognize that it's okay to say, hey, I have a problem or, hey, I've experienced this. And maybe you need some encouragement. I'm not saying I'm intending to provide that to you. I'm hoping that I can provide you some encouragement to say uh, what is affecting you or to explain to your partner or whoever it is that's in your life that's close to you that you have some issues. This is this is the kind of thing that, again, radio shows, podcasts especially, it's so female-focused, and yet we're told we have a patriarchal society. If we had a patriarchal society, the feelings and emotions of women wouldn't matter at all. Right. It would only be the feelings of emotions that of men that mattered. But that's not the case. It's all about women's feelings and women's emotions, kind of like a relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's how our society is, is, is crafted in that way. Well, it's just nature, too. You got your yin and your yang, your positive, your negative. Two differences come together to make an equal. And you need the push and pull of life to make life happen. And if you don't have that, imbalance results and, um, well, it becomes imbalance. And that's a negative thing because that bit, that creates uh, ill health, mental and physical ill health. I mean, you know, the thing about, um, I think, well, I don't know what word I want to use, uh, the idea of equality, you know, which is the only thing that seems to matter nowadays. Uh, if you really wanted to create an equal society, um, then you would apply the law equally to everybody. First of all, that's a kind right. of a separate issue, but you would also, and not give people special privileges. You would also apply, uh, the concerns for say mental, physical, and sexual health equally to men and women and not just to women. Abortion is the only thing that people seem to care about, but it's the only thing on the voting ballot. It seems to be the only yeah. thing that we vote for now is abortion, right? It, and it doesn't matter what any of our opinions are on abortion. What ma- my point is, it, it, it's considered the the only issue that matters, and it's particularly a women's issue, but men also play a part not only in, in that part of the sexual relationship, but men have sexual issues too, and those just get right. dismissed. But I think it should be a human issue. I agree with you. It should be a human issue. There's which, not a platypus in the White House dictating things. You know, it, it, this is a human thing, mm-hmm. not a, you know, he, they, she, X, Y, Z, whatever. You're still a human we all have masculine and feminine inside us that happens in different parts of our lives. It's a human thing. So, okay. So from a, I, I spend a lot of my time, as you know, Joe, I look over statistics and data. I have a lot of that tonight. I formulate each show. I spend most of my time in this world of, you know, professional radio. I don't get out much. So from someone like yourself who does get out, you're a sociable person uh, you talk to people, you experience the real world, the actual real physical world. Um, what is your perception and what is your experience as a guy uh, in regard to this subject of mis- misandry, which is the prejudice against, it's not misogyny, misandry is the prejudice against men. And that's our subject tonight. Go ahead. It seems like men have to hold their tongue a lot more now. We really don't have an opinion because if we do say it, you're just shamed. It's like in Game of Thrones, shame, shame. You're not allowed to have an opinion. Right. You're just supposed to put your head down and just go with the flow. It, but it's it's everywhere. It's it's in professional sports. 
I'm not a big sports fan, but they're they're really put, you got to have a women's point of view in the statistics on a, a sporting event. Auto racing, they have to have a women's point of view on that, which is great. W- women do perform in these sports, but it it just seems like they're just pushed. They're just pushing it down your throat. And same thing with like the the LGB XYZ thing. They're just shoving it down your throat. I don't care what you do in your house behind closed doors. If that's what you want to do, that's great. Don't force it on me. And I just feel like everything's being forced on us and they're like, comply, 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 comply. Even before all, all of this, uh, what you're discussing about forcing those certain viewpoints, even before that though, if you go back 10 years, that wasn't as common of a thing. Even right. five years, it wasn't as common of a thing. And 20 years ago, virtually non-existent from the eighties and the nineties, you cannot make these movies nowadays. So think about then something has obviously shifted and changed politically, culturally, and socially. And that's not the point of tonight's show to address that. But the way that men have always been viewed in our society is almost like they are disposable Mm -hmm. uh, throwaways. We send men to war, you know, a husband works and to the point where he, (laughs) he basically dies of a heart attack. We just replace him. The woman can always get remarried. The kids can get another dad. There's that idea, even in, comedy uh, sketch shows or in uh, sitcoms the guy's always stupid he's always making mistakes and i know that's based it's on the tv commercials the, the dad's all oh, the tv commercials are exactly the same you're right yes they're, they're surprised the the man's not wearing a diaper he can't can take care of himself well i'm gonna tell you something every relationship i've been in minus maybe two the current one i'm in and another person i had dated in boise idaho Almost every person I've been with is like so completely incompetent and out of control, uh, so unable to do the most basic human mm-hmm. things. I dated a girl one time who did not know how to boil water. And I, I just sit back and I, I watch sitcoms because I grew up with, um, you know, I went to film school. I grew up with, I wanted to become a television writer. So I was very invested in that world at one point. And I just sat there and I watched all these stupid sitcoms and TV shows. And I was like, it's the opposite. In my experience, every person I've dated can't do the most basic things. They cannot get their life together. Do you think it's because at a young age, girls are treated as a little princess? You're a princess. You don't have to do anything. Mommy and daddy will take care of you. Don't worry about that. You'll find a man one day who will take care of you. And as a child, as a, as a boy, you're taught things at an early age. This is what you need to do to become a man. You, you need to start. You need to get working at 13 years old. Like, how come you don't have a job yet? Mm-hmm. You know, take care of this. These are your chores. But your sister over there, she can just do whatever she wants because mm-hmm. she's a girl. You think that creates entitlement? I think so. They When they grow up, they expect to be treated a certain way. They watch these princess movies and I'm a lady. and Except for Cinderella. She, she worked <laughs> her way up there pretty good. <laughs> Well, I've had, um, I've had experience. These are my experiences and I'm entitled to have the experience. You're not entitled to, um, to have to listen to it. Uh, or I don't expect you to have to listen to it. If you don't like this, you can turn the channel. This but, isn't a He-Man woman haters episode. I mean, you have a fiance. I've been married. It'd be a month tomorrow. So we don't hate women. No, I don't know why people assume that. In fact, the whole idea of telling men that their feelings don't matter, their emotions don't matter, mansplaining and things like that, that is misandry. That is the prejudice against mm-hmm. men. So we, we know about misogyny, but we don't know a lot about misandry. And that's a word you need to learn tonight. And you need to put that in your lexicon and your arsenal. It's the first time I've heard it. Misandry. Yeah. 
well, this is M, it's M-I-S-A-N-D-R-Y. It's the name of tonight's show. Write it down. Go to the dictionary. Look it up. Prejudice against men. It's the opposite of misogyny. Uh, and that is a word that you all need to learn. And women, just as much as men, women need to to learn that word, too, and understand mm-hmm. that there needs to be a balance struck between those two things. Because if there's something such as toxic masculinity, which in my view is the absence of masculinity, then there's also a thing called toxic femininity, where women expect to be treated a certain way, but they don't actually do anything to deserve that respect. They give themselves away like absolutely like like it like there's no value to their mind or body uh that is what our culture and society has generated and cultivated do you think that's why there's so many transgenders now taking over women's sports because men aren't getting that focus anymore on them that's, it's that's an interesting point women. that's an uh, interesting point so so explain that again what are you saying so the past what 10 years it's all been women 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 women's rights and men are like becoming women to probably get noticed <laughs> maybe Joe just broke the whole case wide open here. <laughs> Maybe that's possible for some people. I mean, the guy, um, is it Leah Thomas, the the Pennsylvania swimmer? Mm-hmm. Uh, they are a man, so I'm going to refer to them as man. He swam in the men's uh, swimming division. Uh, he was placed like 400th or something, like way down on the list. And then because he did so terribly in men's, he said, well, I'm a woman now. And then he won the women's divisions so that kind of speaking to what you said it's like you can't get recognition as a man so if you just identify as a woman (laughs) then physically you're stronger than the average woman you'll probably you'll probably win you could do the whole bruce jenner thing run over somebody as a man (laughs) get surgery become a woman and you're a new person and that don't affect you in court anymore (laughs) (laughs) well i'd say i i have i have respect for for him, her, I'll actually call him, her. I have respect for her now because she's come out and said that she doesn't agree with the pushing of these narratives on Mm -hmm. people. Same thing with JK Rowling. JK Rowling is a traditional classical feminist and she's very smart lady. And she's realized that this movement of um, transgenderism in particular, speaking to what you're kind of referencing Joe a second ago about men uh, becoming women to get that recognition uh, that uh, the, the transgender element in our society is now telling women that they don't matter um, or it's implying that women don't matter. Uh, and the whole feminist movement, I think a lot of feminists, if you go back to the origins of, the, of, of feminism, right, then burning of the bra and things like that, there's an, there's an element of understanding there as a man, even looking into the past that I can have. But that element has been, that movement has been weaponized because it has given women this unbalanced power in society, it has demeaned and degraded men. And because men have been removed from the equation, women are more vulnerable naturally. And then women have literally had the the essence of what makes them a woman uh, stripped away from them. And now it's being given to men. So in essence, men and women don't matter at all. And that's the idea of, again, cultural Marxism. It's the idea of destroying. It's what the Romans used to do, separating the family, killing the men off, right. taking the women, and then raising the children to be subservient to to the new uh, uh, conquering ideology. And that's what we're seeing. Men don't matter, first and foremost, but men also can just be women and can run off with flags and glitter, and they don't matter. And women can't be women either because promiscuity and abortion and nudity, these are considered empowering things that, if anything, they feed a patriarchy not a matriarchal society. And then the children are left 
by themselves. And then here come all the crazy psycho people to to take the children. It's it's like our society is being conquered. This is a, a, a what's happening. Right a now. war. Get rid of the man, the one who protects the family. And they're going to move in and take over. You see that? Oh, yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah, well, it's history. And it is history. Yes, sir. It repeats itself over and over again. Uh, so I don't. I don't know if you would like to talk about your experience, but I've, I've had an experience. It wasn't, um, I'm not a victim. I don't certainly don't think of myself in that way. Uh, but I would like to share with you my story. I've been sexually harassed on more than one occasion. Um, as a man, maybe like my mindset is I don't really care. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's funny. I don't, so I don't want to, I don't need to complain or to talk about it. But when I worked at this co-op grocery store, I'll keep this story very simple. Uh, there was a, a woman who worked there and um, she was gross. <laughs> I'm entitled to that opinion. She was gross <laughs> and she did um, she did massage therapy or something. She was learning that on the side and she kept coming back to the produce room where I worked and she kept talking to me and saying, hey, do you want me to give you a massage? And I was the first time she she had offered it to a few other people and I thought she was just being nice. She needed credits for school or something. Mm -hmm. And I said, Oh, no, thank you. I mean, I wouldn't even go get a massage from a man. I just don't like people touching me. I said, no, thanks. I'm good. And then she came back and asked again a couple of days later. And I said, no, no, I'm, I'm good. And then it got weird. And she would come into the produce room where I was a little kind. I say produce room. It's like this little tiny um, cave in the back of the store uh, secluded from everything. And so she'd come back there and stand in the doorway and tell me how she can give me this good massage and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I would consider that I did consider that I do consider that sexual harassment. Uh, this is the same woman who once the pandemic began and I wasn't wearing a mask, she accused me of being a racist and a sexist who was a Trump supporter who hated black people. And I was a Nazi. <laughs> so this was about three, four years ago. Yeah. About three, four years ago. Yeah. I have like the similar experience about the same time frame too. Go ahead. It's right during all that me too stuff. So you got to be on your toes around the ladies, what you say and all that. So I used to work for a company, Coca-Cola, down here in Tucson. And there's a lady that worked in the office who worked side by side with the lady, did all the, the financial stuff. Okay. And I was a new employee. and So you were already hired at this point. I was already hired, working there for a few weeks. And she'd always say hi. I'm like, hello, you know cordial and then uh she just kind of kept coming around more coming around more she's an older like you would say grosser I, I have no interest in this woman and she's a little <laughs> so there'd be a note on the window says come see me about your uniforms okay got new uniforms and then we got new uniforms so she had to collect all the old ones gave her the old ones and she's like, oh, you know, have a nice Father's Day. I was like, okay, well, I haven't talked to my dad in about five years. We're on a good relationship now. And uh, I left. There's a note that says, come see me. Go and see her. She's like, I just want to apologize for my comment last week. I'm like, what comment's that? The, the Father's Day thing? I'm like, don't worry about it. She's like, no, I just find you highly attractive. You wear your sunglasses inside your such a, a badass, and you also wear I, them at I, night. Yeah, at night, a party. <laughs> She's like, I just I find you highly attractive, and I just couldn't stop staring at you. I was like, okay, let's just pump the brakes there. I'll take that as a compliment. It's a hard and, way to come in. Yeah, very like, hard. I don't know. We'll just leave it at that. 
go mention it to the supervisor because this whole Me Too thing, I don't want to get thrown under a bus and say that I'm a predator or something. <laughs> Just let them know, like, she confessed her love to me. They're like, oh, that's funny. You're going to go give it to her, you know, all that you know, macho man stuff. I'm like, no, I'm not getting involved with anybody at work. So it was almost like a, it was, people made a joke of it. It yeah. was kind of mocked playfully maybe, but still. Right. But, you know, in like society now, it's like men are just told to go out there and get it. Just get it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have morals. So <laughs> good for you. So like the following week goes by and I get a note on the desk and it has a picture in it. I'm like, what is this? Open it up. It's a Coca-Cola teddy bear on her bed wearing my uniform. Oh, saying, that's bad. That's bad. He needs warm hugs and kisses come over and, and and take them home with you. Give that to my boss. They joke about it. This is the second time. The third time, I'm doing paperwork. She walks behind me, rubs up against me, puts her hand on my belly button, and, and like this slides it across. I turn around. I'm like, what the? She's like, oh, that's how I say hi. I'm like, okay, that's a little creepy. Go tell my boss that. They're like, okay, this is getting kind of weird. Then she your, writes, your boss said that it's yeah. getting weirder. Okay. All right. They're like, we have to have a talk with her. Now you have to have a talk and with th- her. Three After times. She touched me. So and, she and, sexually assaulted you. Yeah. <laughs> this is the third. It sends me a picture of a polar bear wearing my clothes saying, come get it. And then the third one was, she wrote, wrote this huge paragraph to me, which she somehow got my phone number. Oh, this, through, is the four, through, this is the fourth. Yeah. One. Through the records, through work. She's not supposed to have my information. Text me this huge paragraph. Oh, you know, I didn't mean anything about it. I'm lonely. I'm getting a divorce and I just want some company. And I'm like, that's not my problem. Go to counseling or something. Go talk yeah. to a friend. Go Get Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever the Christian one is, because she was a super Christian lady. I'm sure there's a Christian singles, but yes. Yeah. She's like, you know, the mountains that surround Tucson spell out Christ. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so then I took a picture of the, the text, gave that to them. They finally fired. So her. it took four times, four times to get her or to get some kind of uh, response from management. All right. If it, if it was me and I said, Hey, you got a nice, you know, behind or something. I'd be, You'd in, be, on the I'd news. be in jail. You'd be on the news yeah. and then in jail. And, I'd, and, and <laughs> someone would be hitting me from behind. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, so in, in my case, this person was doing that to me and harassing. I didn't complain about it because I just I'm able to take care of myself. And right. if it got to the point where she put her hands on me, I, I swear to God, I'd have probably physically assaulted her. Mm-hmm. That's just how I am. You can disagree with that as an audience. That's fine. But I'd have probably physically assaulted her if she put her hands on me. Everybody has personal space. I have pers- I, my personal space is, is very close. You get in it, you're going to get hurt. I've worked in the mechanic field a lot, truck driving and stuff. And there's a lot of like gay humor. People mm-hmm. come up and touch you or poke you in the butt or something. It's, it's just what happens. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I thought. I was one of the guys like, hey, gotcha, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Turn around. Oh, shit, it's Debbie. <laughs> it, it, I, you know, I never complained about it. You went to your management. You dealt with it. I mean, I think that woman was a lot more stern with you, a lot more. I mean, clearly at the, the first instance of what you explained, she laid it on pretty thick. Yeah. She's very aggressive with very it. aggressive. My case wasn't as severe as that. And it's not a, I don't have a victim mentality about it, but this person also, and I think it's very ironic, also tried to get me fired later uh, by lying. And she actually lied 
we had video cameras everywhere. She lied about something. We had the video camera showing that she lied and she was trying to get me fired for, I mean, it, it, I don't know for sure, but it could have been equally because I turned her down for that uh, as it was because I didn't wear a mask and she thought I was a Nazi, whatever that's supposed to mean. Uh, but there needs to be a balanced look at things like this. Luckily, in your case, at least your management did something, but it still took four, four times, temp, four attempts. And that was months. And my biggest fear was I was new to Tucson. You know, I don't know the area too well. She, how did she get my information? She went in the archives at work, got yeah. my info. That's stalking. Am I going to come home and she's going to be in my house? Or she tells or your wife like a, that you guys have had a relationship already. Right. Where, where are you at? She wants to see you. <laughs> she comes in while I'm sleeping, ties me to the bed and breaks my legs with a sledgehammer <laughs> like in that movie. Like, <laughs> so yeah. how does so how does that make you feel? I mean, obviously, you don't have a victim mentality, but still. Well, if it was like hand to hand combat, I can just swat her away, but it's, I'm not going to do that, but it's, you see all these women in the news and stuff. They, you know, I'm, I'm getting raped or this and that. And, but if a man comes out to talk about it, they're like, oh, you're a man. You have nothing to worry about, but you still have stuff rolling in the back of your head. what if, what if, you know, what if she put some kind of drug and like, roofied me or something? Well, or, I mean, not only did she sexually, they would consider that sexual assault to put yeah. Put their put their hands on you if she put her hands on you. Just that would four be four inches assault. from the, you know, yeah, private parts. And, and and assault doesn't have to mean that she like slapped you or hit you. Assault no. is she put her hands on you against your will, against your will, yeah, and it was in a sexual consent. manner. Yeah, that's sexual right. assault. You've been sexually assaulted. You didn't report that though, so that's not in this list of statistical data that I have here from the United States. Right. And how many other cases of that do we have? And it's the same for women too. A lot of women don't report that. Certainly. But for men, most men don't report that. And you just explained how your bosses reacted. <laughs> they yeah. made a joke about it. So if you consider that, when you look at the statistical data, it's not a contest of who gets abused the most or who gets harassed or you got stalked as well. Mm -hmm. Who gets stalked the most? It's just to point out that, sure, women experience things. That's, that's because of true toxic masculinity and people that don't know how to be humans and don't know how to be civil and social. That's not the fault of men and masculinity and chivalry, which is the opposite of all that. But to acknowledge that and then also to acknowledge that not only do men experience these things, but those experiences are not one offs that happen on occasion. The numbers are so high that it really baffles my mind that nobody talks about it. And I've got some of those numbers here we can go to in this segment before we get to the top of the hour. But go do you ahead. think nobody talks about it because nobody cares? I think it's a I think it's an ingrained thing, as you said, that we're not as men, we're not supposed to express our emotions or have feelings and we're supposed to just forget about things. We can take care of ourselves, etc. I think that's an ingrained thing, even in men who might agree with what we're saying mm -hmm. tonight. And for that matter, women who probably agree with what we're saying. I think everybody has that sort of ingrained in their head, which, again, is not very patriarchal. That's kind of proof against a patriarchal society because a patriarchal society, it would all be everything would be centered around how men feel and what matters to men and not to women. So I think we, if we have a patriarchal society, it's a good balance of matriarchy and patriarchy. It's just a yeah. normal society. It's just people. <laughs> it's just people being people. Exactly. <laughs> it's not some evil, uh, evil conspiracy concocted by the, the, uh, some secret men's society or something like that. <laughs> I think that's what people think. Honestly, um, so I've got some statistical data here. Let's let's look at some of these. Okay. Is that okay with you? Yeah, it's fine. It's your show. 
That is true. It is my show, so I don't care what you think. I'm just a guest. Just, just suck up it up today. Just suck it up. <laughs> All right, so I've got a couple of different uh, data points here. We've got uh, statistics from uh, the National Intimate Partner and Sexual Violence Survey from 2010, 2015, and 17. Those are the more recent ones, obviously. Uh, we also have data that includes from the Centers for Disease Control. We also have data from the Bureau of uh, Justice statistics or the department of justice so th this isn't like some i hate women.org website <laughs> or <laughs> so you know mis misogyny uh, com. this is official data right yeah especially for people that are super i don't want to say liberal but people that are on the left that really love the cdc but they're also about all about women's rights mm -hmm. well then you need to take a second and read the cdc's data on how men are treated in society. <laughs> read what you preach. Read what you preach. Well, they don't like looking at data most of the time, but let's... This no, because that takes too much work. They just saw some clip on TikTok or something, and that's what they go with. And it just proves the narrative most of the time when you look yeah. at the data. I mean, actually, before we even get to that, we, we should use this as an example. This is from the Department of Justice. This is the uh, February 2022 criminal victimization data sheet. This is very recent. Very recent. This <clears throat> is the most recent data. Uh, yes, I understand it's 2023, but we don't have the data from 2023 because the year's not over yet. So we're almost halfway. <laughs> this is first quarter. This isn't pre-crime. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know who's going to be arrested yet. So just this as an example, and we might get to this later if we have time, but this is just an example. This isn't about men and women. This is just about violence in general. So mm -hmm. here, here's, here's a good example. The Department of Justice, uh, criminal victimization, 2020. Supplemental statistical tables. If you type that in, you get the PDF, or or I can send it to you. Uh, Joe, you'll notice if you look at the chart, or anybody that goes and looks this data up uh, on the internet from the BJS, you'll see that overall violent crime has steadily decreased to the present day. Uh, and the the chart here is from 1993, and actually, if you go back to like the mid 80s, uh, murder. Uh, burglary, violence, and gen any kind of crime. Everything has statistically declined to 2023, and it's continuing to going down uh, to go down, despite the fact that people think its crime is actually up. Go ahead. Do you think that is on like the food we eat and low testosterone and all that? I'm or sure that people that... are just figuring shit out. Like it's, <laughs> it's not good to beat people up. <laughs> I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I think one, our society, despite the fact that politically speaking, Republicans and Democrats like to paint the other side as being more violent and promoting or whatever crime, et cetera. Uh, overall, we become more civil as time goes on. So crimes have tended to decrease. We're being more domesticated. In a sense. And that, that's not necessarily a negative thing per se. Mm -hmm. But so crime has, has decreased across the board. That doesn't mean that the crimes that still occur aren't things that we should deal with or things that should be prosecuted and things that should be discouraged, obviously. Um, and, and we shouldn't be happy with the rate of crime in a lot of places the way that it is. And we should also realize that even if crime spikes a few percentage points, let's say in the next year or from last year to this year, just like climate and uh, environmental data, if the, if the temperature has dropped, let's say here in Tucson, the temperature is actually about 10 degrees cooler on average than it's been the last decade. So if it goes up another, let's if it let's say it's down 10 degrees on average, but the next two or three years it goes up two or three degrees. So it's down an average of seven, eight or seven or eight, uh, but it goes up a little bit. And they look at the point where it goes up and say the temperature's increasing on average, even though it's way less than it used to be. 
Same thing here. Crime could go up a little bit. And then people focus on the Republicans do this more than Democrats. Look, the crime is going up. It's because of Democrat policies. Well, in some cases, perhaps, but it's still substantially lower than it was mm-hmm. in the early 2000s and in the 90s. So you don't even see bar fights anymore. <laughs> like in Blues Brothers, people are flying across the bar and getting punched. Have in you the been face. in a bar fight? I've never been in a bar fight. And I've been in a lot of bars <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of fights. Just never a bar fight. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So that's something I think we should, whether it's environmental, climate, that kind of data, uh, temperature data, or it's just statistics for crime. Statistically, things have gotten much better Mm -hmm. uh, for our society, for our culture, for our world. But the one thing that stands out to me is the highlights of this data. It says most violent incidents against white people and black victims were committed by an offender of the same race or ethnicity as the victim. So it's all interracial. It's all interracial. And that's not just white and black. It's also Hispanic. It's also Asian. It's every individual ethnicity and race. The violence is intraracial. Both ethnicities live amongst each other. It's like in your big cities, you got like Chinatown, the Italian part of town. The blacks live over there. The Mexicans over here. And the white people are in the suburbs except for the hipsters. (laughs) (laughs) And this is... People want to be amongst their own people. That's a natural uh, inclination. When you come to Tucson, it's primarily Hispanic. So there's a lot of Hispanic culture here. It's a lot of Mexican food, a lot of their customs. Mm -hmm. You're not going to see Albanian restaurant here. You know, that's the culture. So that's, you can't just blend a bunch of people in here and expect everyone to get along. There's like one Ethiopian restaurant. Right. There's one, maybe two Greek restaurants. Tucson has Mexican food, pizza, and sushi. There's a lot of sushi here. Yeah. a lot of sushi here. A lot of sushi. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think Arizona supposedly has the best sake in the United States. Really? I was told by a, a friend of mine from Taiwan. I thought that was interesting. I had some real wasabi when I was in, uh, where did I go on my honeymoon? <laughs> Sedona. Sedona, Yes. It was powerful. We'll it's, edit it's this, not, it's we'll not edit this the, out in case she listens. The horse, okay. She ain't listening. <laughs> it's not the horseradish with green dye. It was it was a real, real wasabi. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have some real Japanese wasabi, too. It's very expensive, but you only need a little bit. And you got to be careful because it expires really fast. Mm-hmm. It goes bad. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. It is horseradish with green food. Yeah. Nobody believes me no, when I talk about it is. that. It is. That's all it is. Because it's super expensive, and they can't just be squirting it out for, <laughs> right. for everyone to have. Right, especially people don't. They're not necessarily going to use it. That's just a waste. Right. Uh, so this is the criminal victimization. So the reason I bring that up is because one of the second highlights is, is something that a lot of us, if we, if we talk about it, I mean, maybe once or twice, this is brought up in a, in a news report about violence, but it's usually to demean and to degrade men, regardless of the victim's sex, a greater percentage of violent incidents involve male offenders, 79% as opposed to females at 17%, and then both sexes at 3%. So 79% of victims and offenders, it's men. And that's probably because men are, they tend to be more aggressive. Men tend to be more, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say violent, but men tend to, well, they fight and argue and debate and things like that a lot more than, or in a different way. Women certainly do that, just in a different way. Oh yeah, way. they fight and argue all the time. It's a little different. Yeah, <laughs> it's different subjects. And in different ways. Yeah. There's a more passive and, you know, I can't believe what that bitch said. Mm-hmm. That's all secret, though. Men just say it to each other's face. We'll say it what we're thinking, too. <laughs> what you're thinking. Back. So men are the victims of, of a lot of crimes. 
and men also perpetrate a lot of crimes. And that, I would, I would assume, that has something to do with um, so societal and cultural standards and stereotypes for men. And I think men are just roped into stuff, too, because they're, they're women's like, oh, wait till my boyfriend gets here. <laughs> and the boyfriend's like, what? And he gets his ass kicked. Yeah. Well, I, I had someone try to, try to fight me in a parking lot, pulled a gun on me because he cut, he cut us off. Um, was that last year? That was last year, yeah. And just that he's like, yo, yo, bro, you know what I'm talking, you know who you're talking to, bro, bro. I, the neighbor over here I had, I told you that mm-hmm. story about the parking situation out here. I don't know if I told that on air, but the neighbors were parking in front of my garage and um, I left a, a note on the car and I left a note on the sign out there that says, please don't park here. I got the homeowners association involved, in this little condo complex here, townhouse, townhome complex. Uh, and it's like nobody wanted to do anything. And then the neighbor, him and his wife, they stopped me when I was pulling in one day and they were leaving, and he calls me, he says that what you white people like to do is harass women, and because the woman, she's white, but he's Hispanic, uh, so I have a Hispanic guy telling me that I'm a white guy, bringing race into it, and that's what white people like to do is harass women and tell them what they can and can't do with their car. It's just mental illness, but he brings it up, it's a racial thing, and I got, and his son actually came over and started screaming at me one day for the same. And if I, if I would be a testosterone driven meathead, I probably would have got into a fight with him because he was in my face going, bro, like, I swear to God, bro, bro, say something smart again, bro. Say something smart again. I got a recording of it. And if I was just an asshole, I would have probably punched him in the face and gotten a fight with him. But is that, I'm, I'm assuming but you're a white the, man. So you go to jail. <laughs> I would go to jail even if we had video of him starting it. Um, but is that the kind of thing you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So, yes, that's, that's it. And but it, it, it's like too, like I've worked in a lot of construction sites and mechanic. You have different races working on a, on a site. Sure. We all talk shit to each other. That's what men do. We talk shit, but it's a way of bonding too. I don't know if you ever notice you don't get out much. I don't get out much. When men are together, all they do is put each other down, but it's to also bring yourself up because we do it in a fun, encouraging way, I guess. Mm hmm. You even do it with the kids. She's like, why are you so hard on him? Well, you got to turn, turn him into a man. Can't have him be a little wimp his whole life. So women want men to be real men, but then... They wants to be sensitive too. So that also throws you off. Then what am I supposed to do? And then you start drinking more. And, and, <laughs> and then you're in one, you're in one of these, you're you're in one of these Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's start with the 2010 data. This is some of the older data. It, it um, tracks though. It stays relatively the same. It's It's a little bit more in one direction, a little bit less the next year. It kind of changes, but it's all pretty much the same. This is a 2010 survey, the national intimate partner and sexual violence survey. Now I'm just curious. Um, this is not the number I gave you yesterday. This is something different, but violence by an intimate partner. Not, we're not talking about physical violence specifically or mental, any kind of violence that's specific. This is general violence. I want, I want just asking you, what, what do you think the percentage of women and the percentage of men are that experience violence by an intimate partner? This includes rape, stalking, okay. uh, uh, physical violence as well, things like that. So overall, this, this is what people are reporting. Just a guess. You're guessing. I'd say women... 20% higher. So you're, th- you're thinking women are a little bit higher than, than yeah. men in terms of the experience. So you are right about that. Women do experience at a slightly higher rate. And I'm just curious as listeners, uh, maybe if you're listening with somebody, 
you know, say a number out loud out of, you know, the whole percentage, the whole population, how many women, how many men percentage wise do you think experience these kinds of things? Violence, stalking, uh, rape, things by by an intimate partner, someone in you're in a, you're in a relationship with, you're dating, you're married to, et cetera. And that's gay people, straight people. Actually, or is it that's just that's a fantastic point. Yeah, it's actually just heterosexual. But if you want to talk about the statistics for gay people, gay violence, is they huge. are off the charts, dude. It's, it's <laughs> unbelievable. You ever heard two gay guys fight? Yeah, it is nasty. <laughs> I've known a lot. Like I used to hang out with some some gay women. They had the worst relationships ever. And they're they're always pushing that. Oh, you know, this is what we are. This is what we are. And then they're just the worst relationships. They're always complaining about each other and i'd rather break up a black girl fight oh, than yeah. a gay guy fight <laughs> if you know what i mean because when they grab on the weaves come off with the guys they don't let go <laughs> they don't let go they don't let go so this is this is older data this is from 2010 one in three women and so we'll start with that one in three women in the united states have experienced rape physical violence and or stalking by an intimate partner in their lifetime that's a number that probably people might suspect. One in three women, that's one out of every three women on average has experienced something like that. However, if you think about how much of this kind of a thing a man experiences on average, if you watch the news or if you listen to radio or if you watch movies or TV shows, you'd think that it never happens. When in fact, it's actually one out of four men who experience rape, physical violence, stalking by an intimate partner. It's almost identical it's 30 statistically as of 2010 it was 35.6 percent of women and 28.5 percent of men now the fact that there are i think there's less than half a dozen centers in the united states for men to get assistance and help if they're in a violent or abusive relationship there are like there might be thousands but there's hundreds for women there's no battered uh, men shelters there's no battered men sh- there's there actually is one i think there's one it's in like the deep south somewhere you don't hear about it but you don't hear about it. And yet the data says one in four you, men. You wouldn't even think one exi- existed. Yeah, and, and I think I think there's one. That might have even closed as far as I know. It's I just a bar now. So it's it's tens <laughs> exactly it's ten, a lot of bar fights too, probably. <laughs> tens of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars go into women's rights mm-hmm. and protecting women. And you go to the library and it's you know, it's got pictures of women that are like got their hand their head on their uh, their hand on their head and they're they've experienced trauma and abuse and rape and, and violence and there's a place for women to go in a safe place, but there's none of that for men, which doesn't make any sense when it's almost statistically equal as of this 2010 survey i know you don't drink but you go to bars a lot of men who do drink their emotions come out and they they have deep conversations about what's going on in their lives Mm -hmm. and that therapeutic that's their therapy Mm -hmm. because it the alcohol helps let stuff out assumingly sure sure so that's that that could be a positive thing it's it's therapy i mean women do that with wine right they get Mm -hmm. together and drink wine and Talk about how terrible men are, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's also kind of a therapeutic thing for women. Cause you know, maybe they, they really do love their man, but they got to get that, that they're frustration pissed, out. Yeah, they're pissed at the seats up. <laughs> so that's just some raw data. We're going to get into the, the, the new data coming up in the next segment. We're going to take a short break here. It's about three minutes long. Um, Joe is with us. He's my good friend from Tucson. He's in studio with us here in Tucson, Arizona. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. If this wasn't what you wanted to hear tonight, I'm not sorry. I think it's an important subject. It's an important topic. 
And this is really critical and important data, whether you're a man or you're a woman. Uh, and especially because for some reason, I know we have a lot of like young teenagers that listen to this show, like 12, 13 year old kids. Uh, this is important for them and for you as, as that, that 12 or 13 year old to understand this as well. Men are not all evil. Women are not all evil. And we need to understand that both experience different types of things. We need to be accommodating of, of that understanding. And isn't April men's health month? That's what you told me. It's men's health month, right? We could, we could probably, check that on yeah. break. I actually did not know that it was, I don't pay attention to the, we should probably talk about men's health too. We are going to talk about men's health, mental health. When we come back from break, I'm Ryan Gable. This is the secret teachings. There's a lot more after this. We're actually going to take a two minute break. Um, cause there's a lot to, uh, to talk about. So men's health, mental health, things like that. Yeah. When we come back from break and then we'll get into the, um, recent intimate partner, uh, violence. We'll also talk about statistically, uh, the places in our society in which men in particular from warfare again to suicide, uh, even to, uh, to families, uh, family planning, men have virtually no say in what happens, etc. These are all things that we're going to explore tonight on The Secret Teachings. If you think that this is a show about misogyny, then you are an idiot and you need to go to the dictionary and look up the word misandry because this is a show about misandry, the prejudice against men. We'll be back. From parahistory and the paranormal to the parapolitical and para-occult, you're listening to The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. You know you can listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Radio. I don't need it. Or in the free archive on our website, thesecretteachings.info, or on any radio or podcast player or application. I don't need it. But you can also subscribe to our ad-free archive, now hosted by Aftermath.media. Definitely don't need it. There's the basic and premium options. You get the montages, my digital books, and more. For those of you who already have a Secret Teaching subscription, you can still keep that subscription. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info or aftermath.media and subscribe today. I need it! If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings, but most importantly, it supports you. Hello folks, this is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. I hope you find it enlightening. 
I'm Kelly McGillis, and I'm here to talk to you about rape. Ladies, look to your left. Now look to your right. Statistics indicate that both of those men will rape you. I'm not going to rape you. I might. Everyone's talking about feminism. People are getting together and they're addressing discrimination. Transgender activists. People speaking out about sexual assault. What I hate about it is that none of it's about us. None of these movements are about us. It's not a movement. You know what I mean? In some ways, it kind of feels like we're a minority all of a sudden. Yeah, do you know what? Do you know what I think it is? Is when I see men in general, and this is a stereotype, I see a potential for aggressiveness. When I see women, I don't assign the same level of physical aggressiveness. Yeah. So when a man says something, it can be awkward because I might feel like there's a fear yes, there. Right. When a woman says it, although I do see this as duplicitous, I don't see the same threat. I think women actually don't want equal treatment. They couldn't handle it if they got it. What a lot of women are actually asking for, and you can look aghast but this, is special treatment. Are you saying that there are as many cases of women being violent towards men in a relationship as there, is, as there are men? Yes, it's, it's, it's long been known. It's it's, it's true across the developed world, and it's true in this country. It's known from, from crime surveys that men suffer violence at the same sort of levels and at the same severity as, as women. And yet the support for men, for male victims of domestic violence, is virtually zero. And again, it's another driver of the high male suicide rates. Is that equal treatment or is that special treatment? I think what women need to realise is that you have to toughen up. We can't ask for equal pay. You have to be paid on performance. You realise that virtually everything that comes out out of radical feminists, you know, they are either conspiracy theories, fantasies, lies, delusions or myths. We need to kill all men. I am sick of being a baby factory that produces more men that will just, in the future, subjugate me. So the only answer to that is to kill male babies and um, just kill any man that you see, like, in the street. We want the species to go on, but we want it only to go on with women in it. Why is it we have this enormously powerful feminist movement? and virtually nothing for men. Originally, it was capitalism was the big enemy in the 60s and 70s. And it was the radical feminists in America. They moved the goalposts. They said, no, it's no longer capitalism is the enemy. The enemy is patriarchy, all men. And they were desperate for funding and they needed a just cause. It's an enormous industry. I mean, violence against women, they get something like was a billion and over a year. And an awful lot of that goes on really supposedly rehabilitating men, but essentially punishing them. Every society that survived, survived based on its ability to train its sons to be disposable. Disposable in war as warriors, disposable in work as firefighters, as workers on oil rigs and so on, coal miners and indirectly, therefore, disposable as dads. What would you rather be doing? Drilling to the center of the earth, shaking hands with the devil. Every time there's a rumble in the ground, you wait for the whole thing to collapse down on top of you. Would you rather be up in the sunshine, running around with a couple of toddlers that you can send to bed anytime you want on some sort of trumped up charges? But these mothers are bending over at the waist, putting DVDs into DVD players. One thing we can't do is say that Hyrule you are listening to the secret teachings of the capitalist patriarchy. It's like that's patently absurd. Full plane, hide, go seek. You live in a dream. I'm Ryan Gable, your host. 
Jesus, you're off the grid! They've been taught stupidity and how they feel is all that matters. The philosophy presumes that group identity is paramount. That's the fundamental You know, concerns over women's health take virtually every headline, every single day. The sexual subcategory of women's health care in particular accounts for virtually all of the concern, as if abortion is the only thing that matters, the only thing that's ever mattered. Border security doesn't matter. The general health of the public doesn't matter. Civics don't matter. Nothing matters, just abortion. And few stop to question, as much as they question abortion, few stop to question similar uh, medical practices, sort of the opposite of abortion, uh, the whole um, industry of birthing, which is certainly an industry that profits off the exploitation of men and women. Few stop to question the common procedures that are conducted every day in hospitals wherein fathers are threatened or rejected from birthing rooms. And I've had a couple of male listeners email me in the last couple of weeks since we did that um, that show about the abortion pill suspension, which I said was just political and it's all about the pharmaceutical industry because they make hundreds of millions off of it. It's not about abortion. It's about uh, disease treatments. It's about things like that. It's all political thing for the left and the right. And I had a bunch of men, in fact, two guys from Rochester, where my son was born in New York, who said they experienced the exact same thing that me and my my son's mom, we don't even really get along that well, but we agree on this, same thing we experienced. So I appreciate that, uh, that you were willing to reach out and share your story with us. I will not share it on air. But fathers are threatened and rejected from birthing rooms, and women are subjected to drugs, surgery, etc. A lot of the times against their will, through coercion, uh, by fear, etc., Uh, This is a place where women are made to lie down in the most unnatural of birthing um, positions. It's much more natural to stand up. Uh, If you feel better laying down, that's totally fine. But it's all about docking with the doctor. We talked about the importance of language recently on a show. And we also did that show um, on the American Journal where we talked about uh, everything from marriage to childbirth and uh, the the maritime, maritime lexicon of it. So... This benefits all of these things, the drugs, the the surgeries, uh, the way that a woman lies down in the hospital. This benefits a largely male-dominated workforce. Men make up over 60, it's between like 62.5 and 65% of all doctors. So you have a male-dominated workforce that tells women how to move their bodies, where to put their bodies, what drugs are going to go into their bodies, what surgeries are going to be performed, all to get the baby out of the body, which would happen in almost every case totally naturally if we just allowed it to happen rather than using suction cups and inducing labor and puncturing and forcing the water to break, etc. So I would like to know where the feminists are. When it comes to that, that should be a a much bigger issue than abortion, because here's the thing. And I've got my good friend Joe with me here in studio. The thing is, when it comes to abortion, particularly for the big argument of rape and things like that, uh, statistically, and we're looking at the statistical data of what's reported, there are 500 women, just 500 in every state in the union who get raped and get pregnant and need an abortion. Virtually all of them have access to it. And the ones that choose not to have an abortion, they maybe go ahead with the pregnancy. Some women choose to do that. I'm not saying those women don't matter. I'm saying 500 women per state per year on average who get raped and get pregnant and 
still have access to abortion compared to the thousands of women that have births every single day that get treated like a commodity, that get treated like a piece of meat, that get treated like they are worthless or nothing, that they are insignificant in relationship to the doctor and the largely patriarchal doctor system, which is, again, largely male, and it was all, it's always been largely male. So that's something that I think about a lot. Um, and few also, this is the question I have for you, Joe. I'd love to get your interpretation of this because I live in my own little echo chamber here in my studio and I don't go out of the house. Uh, few question the universal advoca- uh, advocacy of abortion, promiscuinity, uh, cam girls, you know, the OnlyFans, pornography, etc. As if these aren't things that would really be cornerstones of a patriarchal point of view. Like if you really had, if you're really concerned about a patriarchy and you break down what a patriarchy is, wouldn't a patriarchy tell you that we can have sex with you, we can abort the baby, you don't have any rights, and if you do have a baby, you're going to do it the way we want you to do it. We're going to force right. you to do it the way we want you to do it. We want to see you naked, take your clothes off. And that sounds like a pay, that doesn't sound like empowerment to me. And I know a lot of women that agree. In fact, most women agree with that statistically. But then you have people politically that say you're taking women's rights away when it's mostly like in states like Florida. It's largely women that support the abortion restriction. I don't it's like men that are weird white pussy men that tell me what other white people have done wrong or what women believe when we should, shouldn't we just listen to those? Shouldn't we listen to women anyway? There are plenty of women who disagree with this stuff. A lot of those men just want to get with women. That's exactly what it they're, is. They're doing it to get on their side. They're like, Oh, he's on my side. That's what it is. I'm going to sleep with him. That's what it is. Yeah. That's a little you know, weaselly boys. That those are the ones that follow behind the planned parenthood women mm-hmm. at the protest. You're hundred percent right. I've said that for years. They just want to get laid. Yep. That's all that it is. Uh, but so your interpretation of the birthing process, isn't that a very patriarchal thing? People been having babies since the beginning of time. Where were the hospitals and all that during caveman time? You had or, midwives. Yeah. Well, at some point you had midwives. I have a, a friend of mine. I haven't talked in a long time, but um, they got like seven kids and they did all their birthing at home on a blanket in a kiddie pool is a very natural birth. And I think that's the more right way to do it. It's good to have maybe somebody with some medical background there in case something does go wrong, Certainly, you know, for the mother and the child. Cause a lot of things can go wrong for both parts of the party, but getting epidurals and drugged up. And most of the time they just want to squat and, yeah, and that baby out. The doctors will do this against the will of women too. Right. I mean, they tried to do this with my son's mom, even with me in the room, even though she had a birthing plan that she had given to the doctors and told them no drugs, no surgery, unless it's an absolute emergency and if my birthing partner me, if if I agreed to it, and even with that birthing plan which she signed, which I think it was might maybe even notarized too, it was an official legal document. This is what I want done. They still tried to override it and in front of me tried to give her drugs and stuff yeah. against her will. Well, she's in the state of mind and pain and all that. Of course she's gonna say yes. And what did they try to do to me, Joe? They tried to get me out of the room because I was harassing her or I was making her nervous. She said, No, he's not, you are. You're there for support. <laughs> I was there so for she support, can make good yeah. decisions. Yep. And she wanted you there, even that, though you you were the sperm donor. Even though I was the sperm donor officially, yeah. 
but she wanted me there. And, and that's, the, that's the thing is like these people, and it was women too, the nurses did the same thing. I mean, it's just, it's all about profit and control. Mm-hmm. That's what abortion is. Abortion, when you take an aborted fetus, Planned Parenthood makes money off that. The abortion pills is all about the pharmaceutical industry making money. This isn't about women's rights. If it was, people would be addressing what happens in hospitals. The hospital day. doesn't want to fix you. They're, they want to keep you sick. So the, if the hospital has empty beds, they're going out of business. So let's start at the first second of life. Let's get some bad stuff in these babies so they just keep <laughs> coming back. Oh, something happened. We got to keep them here. You know, keep making that money. Keep. How much is it to have a, a child nowadays? 20 grand? I think it's like 10, 8 to 20 grand somewhere. It depends. What if you don't have that money? What do they do? You can always pay it back in installments. <laughs> They're going to come take your house? Like what? what like, I, don't, I don't understand that. Hopefully you have insurance. Yeah, I do. So, the, the, I mean, these are things like abortion, promiscuity, pornography, camming. If that empowers you, great. But I don't, I'm just saying from my point of view, and I'm not making an absolute argument. I'm saying from that point, my point of view, if our society promotes those things to women, that those are the things you need to do to be empowered, that sounds like someone's controlling your body. It doesn't sound like you have the free choice to make those decisions when that is the only thing that is that is given to you as an available option to, to be an empowered woman. These are the things you have to do. It's an option. It shouldn't be like a requirement. It's like you are a circumstantial person. I'm, I'm the same way. A lot yes, of people yes. disagree with it. But what if, you know, you were raped and all this stuff and like you don't want to ruin the rest of you. I don't know if it's ruining your life, but it, that's a that child comes first now out of everything. What if you were going to school to become a doctor or mm-hmm. whatever and this happens to you, then you have to put everything on hold to raise this child. I, I can see why people do it and don't do it. Or what if you find out the, the baby's going to be a vegetable its whole life? Is that a fair life? See, the, you're right. I'm a circumstantialist when it comes to these things, but uh, I, I need more context to those types of things as well, because I'll give you an example. Um, I know plenty of people throughout my years living around the country, plenty of guys and pl- plenty of women for that matter. Uh, plenty of women that have been raped. And I also know plenty of men that have been raped and people always, people laugh at me when I tell them, I know people that men have been raped. Um, and there are also men that have been accused of rape when they've had consensual relationships with a woman. And then for some reason they get on her bad side and she files a police report and says that they raped her or they even had a, there was even a proposed law in California where a woman could, it was like a two week or something like that, uh, time frame where if a woman had sex with someone, she could actually say that it was non-consensual if she didn't consent after they had sex. That's wrong. And there has yeah. to be a barrier to prevent that kind of thing. And we just, everything we do and everything we talk about politically, especially, uh, it's all reduced to this absolutism. But what about like divorces too? Um, you're married with a woman or a man and you go through a divorce or let's say the woman, which I know in a few cases, yeah, um, is beating the kids. Like, whipping their ass with a spatula, leaving handprints. They get a divorce, but the man is still in love with his ex-wife and wants to work things together. And the wife is seen at the house with the children because there's a restraint order against the mom with the kids. And now the, the government comes in and takes the kids away. And now the father loses out on everything. Mm-hmm. It's a very common thing. What if the father is more fit to raise a child, which is a friend of mine. His uh, child's mother was a, extreme drug addict can't get her life together you know just doing drugs all the time not 
fulfilling being a mother to this child. But since she's a, a woman, she gets the first choice of having keeping that child of custody. And the father's working three jobs, doing everything he can to keep this child in society and bring him up the right way. But since he's a man, he apparently doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Is that right? No, it's it's not right. And I think that if he, so I gave my, uh, an example of my experience earlier where I said that all but two women that I've dated have not had their lives together. And, and most of the women I've dated have actually been my age or older than me, mm-hmm. like a couple of years older than me, which is saying a lot because women are supposed to mature faster anyway. So if someone's older than me, they should have been way more, <laughs> way more mature. Uh, but my, my point in bringing this up again is that in having those experiences, a lot of the women, they were alcoholics or they had done drugs or I had been cheated on or they just constantly lied, lied, mm-hmm. lied, like blatant lies, like didn't know how to tell the truth. And I, I obviously got out of all those situations. But when I tell my my stories about that to to some like I've told that to, you know, friends of mine who are women, usually they're receptive if we're, that just comes up in conversation for whatever reason. But I've also had people tell me, well, yeah, but, you know, men do really bad stuff, too. And it's like that political thing again. It's like I had that. Everybody does bad things. Yes, everybody does bad things. I had a Hillary Clinton shirt on one time. Someone said that said Hillary for prison. Somebody said, oh, that's don't you think George Bush did bad stuff? I said, yeah, he should also be in prison. It's not I'm not taking a political stance. This I'm not taking a stance on sex or gender or male or female. I'm saying that men do a lot of really bad things. Women do a lot of really bad things, but it's not about men or women or masculinity or femininity. It's about the void of those things. It's about humans that are not developed humans that are immature, dimwitted people just following along, just following along like idiocracy, banging away, just making yep. more kids. And that movie is like a documentary. It is a documentary. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's a documentary, but it's like the whole Bud Light thing right now. I work for a distributor that distributes Budweiser products. And I am getting heat left and right. I got a Bud Light trailer. People are pulling up on me on the freeway, flicking me off, just saying nasty things to me. But it's like you're just following what that group tells you. Just be your own person. Mm-hmm. Who cares? I, l- I think the Babylon Bee put it best. They said, beer company pretending to be beer features man pretending to be woman. woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are funny. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, so everybody knows the word misogyny, you know, misogyny. Mm-hmm. We hear that. We actually hear that word. Like it's almost a daily thing. Misogyny, misogyny, misogyny. What's the new word of the day today? Yeah. I don't know. It's probably no, the word for the show. Oh, misandry, 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 M-I-S-A-N-D-R-Y, misandry. I thought you were serious. Cause it's like, if I turn on CNN, there probably is a new word of the day. <laughs> it's like, no, it's like blue clues today. <laughs> yeah. uh, misandry. It's basically the dislike, the disregard and the prejudice against men. Um, and even fewer people have heard the word misogamist. You know what misogamist is or misogamy? Mm-hmm. Not misogyny, misogamy. 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 No. It's the hatred or the disgust or the prejudice against traditional relationships and marriage. So when I watch the news or when I read the news or when I watch movies or TV shows, I see a society that is obsessed with misogyny and misogamy. <laughs> people that really they think that men are evil and men cause all these problems and while they promote that idea they're engaging in the opposite misandry they're prejudice these are prejudices against men but these are also people that are misogamists i'm just using words because we, we like to use fun words in our society to to degrade other people i'm saying that there needs to be balance so misogamy is the hatred of marriage and traditional values 
that's what the entirety of the LGBTQ movement has sadly been used to advocate for. Like when I was growing up, my aunt was gay. She never pushed that on anybody else. It was just a, she just went and had a parade and had drinks and hung out with her friends and lesbian. And that was, it was okay. That was cool. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. But now it's, even forcing it on you and gay people don't even matter anymore it's like only trans people matter gay people don't even matter now and the trans people are taking the rights away from women that's right that's right uh and that's a bizarre thing because women make up there's actually more women i think than men in our population and trans people make up less than a percent of the population so that doesn't statistically make any sense they're pushing women's rights and they're not women and they're taking the rights away from women yeah it's they're usurping those rights from from women (laughs) Well, it's not just it's not just those things, but and we're going to bring all this together in this final hour tonight with the data, the statistics. And we're going to really, I I think, uh, crescendo here toward the end of the show. We're going to put everything together. It's not just those kinds of things. It's not just physical abuse or physical violence, sexual abuse, rape, harassment, uh, stalking, etc. It's also mental health, which can be obviously affected by those kinds of things, but mental health in general. Uh, and any suggestion that we should focus on the health of men is, again, dismissed. It's not taken seriously. Um, and some even argue politically that to take men's health seriously is to take money away from women's issues, which is totally and absolutely absurd, especially when you consider that women get hundreds of millions of dollars for their issues and men get virtually no money. And there's no place for a man to go if he's been abused or in a bad situation right. uh, like there are for for um, for women. So, you know, this is this is a a really dangerous thing for men and especially for young boys because men are raped and physically abused at uh, a very high rate. Um, there are different kinds of things that men experience, different kinds of things women experience, as I said, but at unbelievably high rates. Well, even the Catholic church. Yeah. Young yeah. That's boys, actually an interesting, very, an interesting piece to bring in. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. A lot of altar boys are fondled when they're young and mm-hmm. from, from the priest and they don't want to say anything because you're going to go to hell. I actually was reading that in the statistics from the B uh, Bureau of Justice Statistics that said something like most of the abuses that men go through, um, not so much in the middle age, it's more so young boys. Young boys actually get abused at a higher rate than young girls do on average, which I thought was interesting. I wonder if the the, the, the church pads those statistics. <laughs> it might. <laughs> They're helping to pad those stats. So anyway, my, my, my point is, um, men are subjected to some of the worst social conditions, be them violence. Men are the perpetrators and the victims of crime, workplace danger, uh, military uh, um, uh, interaction uh, or military conflict, uh, warfare, uh, and of course, suicide rates that far exceed women. So, you know, statistical data is not a contest and men's health is not a trivial thing to be disregarded. Uh, the simple fact is that men and their bodies and minds are dismissed and disregarded, and that implies that our Social hierarchy is founded on a very perverse form of misandry, which is kind of my whole point tonight. But in in speaking to those kinds of things, I want to look at uh, some of the statistical data that we have. And we can start actually with the Washington Post. They have an article. It's a very politicized article, but it does have some interesting statistical data points in it. Uh, I sent this to you. You said you read some of this, right? Mm-hmm. Said a silent crisis in men's health gets worse. What did you learn from reading this article? Did you learn anything from the from the uh, the 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 journalistic work? <laughs> it's not a really it's great, great. It's not a really great article, but they quote some statistics that are very real and accurate. In the United States, the life expectancy of uh, let's see here. 
That's okay. It's of, okay. Uh, men is like 70 years old. You're making men look old. bad. It's okay. Women are 73 years old, which is kind of odd. It's the high, I think it's the highest gap, the life expectancy. Usually men die first, and then the women go after. Well, let's see. What, what's, what data do you have there? Oh, no, no. 79.1 years for women on average. Okay, 70. I'm dyslexic. So. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. You're making men look bad, but it's okay. <laughs> Everybody is. It's 79.1 years for women, 73.2 years for men. It's a 5.9 year difference. So women obviously live longer. There's a lot of reasons for that. Um, this is the largest gap in, at, at, at the very least, the last quarter of a century. Um, and the gap is actually widening. Men are dying younger and younger. Women are living the same amount of time or they're living uh, which, maybe a little bit longer. Which is weird because men do more strenuous work, but it's not like in the 1930s when we're building America yes. and blowing mountains up and building bridges and skyscrapers and all yes. this stuff. And Why do you think that is then? Why do you think men still die at that age? I, those I younger don't know. Ages? stress it's maybe probably it it's mind-boggling really what were those points you brought up the piece pressure performance um what was it <clears throat> it was like pressure performance and providing providing yeah um i think I'm, that was i'm it. on the spot no i think that was it providing pressure and performance Pro performance providing and um what was pressure is something else We'll, it'll come back to me. So, something like that. Yeah. But, but those are those are interesting uh, and important points. Protection. Protection. Yeah. That was it. So those are three. Those are things that men that's expected of men, which by our social standards would be a gender role. Mm -hmm. And we're not supposed to abide by gender roles, but men are still expected to abide by gender roles. But, but you see it in nature, too, except for like lions. But mostly men go out and hunt. They protect the family they provide a shelter or, you know, goods or sure. food and all that. I know when like lions, the females hunt and all that, but mostly you see in nature, the, the male animal is larger and is there to protect its family. Mm -hmm. Some and, cases the female's larger, but that's for child rearing and mm -hmm. the male goes out and protects even if they're a little smaller. And usually you see in birds, males are more colorful because they're out there promoting themselves. Yes. Yes. The, the dances, mm -hmm. the chirps. Yeah, well, these, I mean, we can look to nature for understanding, but humans obviously are much different than, than animals and a lot similar, but a lot different in other ways. Um, and there, there's a, it's, it's strange that the Washington Post publishes this article and they certainly have an angle that is, um, I think they even mention LGBTQ and other things in this, this story, but they do provide data uh, that is really important, such as, We'll start with suicide. Men die of suicide four times uh, at four times higher the rate than women, nearly four times more often than women, based on data from the Centers for Disease Control. 72% uh, of all motor vehicle crash death victims are male. Now, there's a reason for that, though. <laughs> Men are adrenaline junkies. Right. I, I can yes. be one of them. I yes. can see that. I had a statistic, too. When I was at the Desert Museum, they said... Most victims of getting bit by a rattlesnake are men between 17 and 32 years old. And they ask, why is that? Because men usually drink an alcoholic beverage and like, <laughs> look, I'm going to grab this rattlesnake. And then you get bit and you have alcohol in your system. Your blood's thinner and the venom circulates through your body quicker. I bet they're mostly, they're probably not black. Cat Williams did that really great <laughs> bit about how black folks don't discover anything. No. <laughs> so is that a lion? Run, 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 run. <laughs> it's mostly white people messing with the snakes. Yeah. <laughs> 
So motor vehicle crashes, yes, because men, as you said, adrenal, uh, adrenaline junkies. I think that's part of it. And that's mm-hmm. not a negative or a bad thing per se. That's just how men naturally are. You get behind the wheel with a woman, they're more reserved. They like to follow the, the speed limit. They stop, wait three seconds and go. Guys like, I don't got time for that. I got places to be. You need the woman in the car with you yeah. to, to drive safely. Uh, more men die of diabetes than women. Uh, it is about 31.2 per 100,000 people versus for women, 19.5 per 100,000. So uh, more men die of diabetes, more men die of suicide, more men die of cancer. Uh, the death rates for boys and teenagers age 10 to 19 far outpace that for girls. It's for it's more than double for young boys and teenagers. It's 44.5 out of 100,000 for young girls, it is 21.3 out of 100,000. So men die for a lot of reasons. I think, too, because women do take care of themselves a lot better than we do. That's true, yes. They take care of their skin, which is the biggest organ on your body. They age better than us. You know, if you're a man, you're working on a car, you're not going to go wash your hands with soap and water. You're getting the brake cleaner out. I got to get this off <laughs> quick. You're going to get cancer. Men are more rugged. Yeah. I think Jerry Seinfeld said that he said a man's hungry. I'm I'm just going to go grab something from McDonald's, (laughs) fulfill my hunger. A woman's going to make a nice meal, usually eat more vegetables. And a man's body's like a Jeep. (laughs) (laughs) So you're right. And if anybody has been screaming about that tonight on the show, you're right. That is, these are natural things. Um, And I think that to acknowledge that, to acknowledge that, that the natural um, proclivity of men to do these things uh, it, there shouldn't be any kind of political or social or cultural commentary on that. It's just a natural, instinctual thing. My point, though, is when you look at the statistical data, for all the effort and all the energy and money and attention we put on women's health, there needs to be more attention put on men's health. But I think it is also cultural, too, because if you look at certain, certain tribes and like aborigines or in Africa and stuff, men have to go through a ritual before they become a man. That's true. Yes. Quote. I mean, you had the bar mitzvah. You have a bar mitzvah or you have to go on a hunt. Some, something that makes you as a man. Don't they have, uh, they have bar mitzvahs for girls too, though, so they can become women. I'm not really sure, but I know that the Mexicans have the carcinia or however you say it. I'm not going to try. Yeah. I'll let you <laughs> I'll let you try to pronounce it. I know people are screaming at the radio right now. Well, that's okay. We're, we're men. This is what men do, right? Yeah. They botch things and mess things up. So we have a lot of statistical data here. I want to go through all this with the mm-hmm. time that we have left. 99.9%. I think it's maybe 99.8% now. 99 point whatever percent. It's over 99% of all military deaths are male. Now, to suggest that you know, that's what men deserve or that's what men should be doing. Again, it's that stereotype of the gender role, which politically speaking, one side of the spectrum doesn't like gender roles, but 99% of, 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 of military deaths are men. And, you know, we never think about that. That's, that's a really big statistic. So is the fact that most workplace, uh, workplace deaths, 93% of workplace deaths are men. So my question is not so much, why that's happening it's obvious men do things that are more dangerous more men tend to do jobs that are more dangerous more hazardous men have always tended to be soldiers and, and fight in battles 
Um, from a female perspective, I've had women tell me like, that's, you just expect men to do that because they're a provider and a protector, right? Mm -hmm. They're a provider. So they do more dangerous jobs. They're a protector. So they're the soldiers in the military. There's like no social value though. And the dangerous jobs pay more so you can provide more. You can provide more. Right. Right. Cause that's what we're intended to do. Now, my question, um, once we we look at that those two pieces of data for example the military deaths and the workplace death workplace deaths um like i personally don't care if a woman wants to be a coal miner but i wonder why women who naturally have a a nurturing quality and aren't adrenaline junkies on average i'm not saying women aren't like that plenty of women are like that plenty mm-hmm. of women are totally psychotic and crazy some women take testosterone now my point my point is why would we as a society want to encourage women to join professions that are super dangerous just so we can say, well, statistically, we have more women working at whatever this job is. Like we encourage women to do things now that are very dangerous just because we call that equality. I don't consider that to be equality. It's not. If you just, if you want to do a crazy job, do it. And there's nothing preventing not, you from doing no, it as long as you have wrong. the ability. If, if you have the ability and the skills to do it, you got my vote 110% because I'm sure there's a lot of women out there who can do things a lot better than men and vice versa. But they're making it political. When I lived in Wisconsin, I worked at a construction company. The guy that ran the company, they had to put the company in his sister's name so the city would hire us to get more bids, get more jobs. Because oh, it's a, a woman-owned woman's company. company. Yeah. So we had predominantly more work because a woman owned the company. It's 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 politics. So I went to um I went to Safeway down here on the corner. It's a grocery store for those of you who don't know, and I'm sure you've seen this at other stores. You get retail stores, grocery stores. There's an end cap of um I think it's like wine or something, and there's a big sign above it that says female owned. Now I can just tell you my perspective as a consumer. Obviously, I don't drink I don't drink wine, but as a consumer, I see that as a male consumer, and I think, you know, I'm not really interested in obtaining uh, points to have sex with with a woman so i see that and that makes me not want to buy the product not because a woman owns it or runs it but because the image of the woman the image of femininity is being exploited and used to sell me a product that is not a product that's a necessity so it's just using the idea of women or female empowerment to sell something it's just a sales endorsement it's the same thing with like sex sales you people get upset don't use a woman's body to to sell a product but that's all women-owned company advertising is doing there are plenty of companies owned by women they don't brag about it like makeup companies they're hiding your ugliness to, to <laughs> promote how beautiful you are so you go get laid yeah well quite literally yeah yeah do you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. or do i have uh, outrageous points of view no <laughs> i think it's very logical it makes me not want to buy it. It doesn't make me a misogynist. That's how I see about Target. Everything Target's one of the worst. Advertising Target is targeted towards women. The coloring, the designs, everything. Women tend to spend more in retail. That's mm-hmm. why. Yeah, so it's all about... See, these companies like that and politicians even, think tanks, they know the psychology of men and women and they just exploit it to control you, to control the market, to control how you think, etc. I've been a victim to it. It's like, oh, this is a badass car on this. Oh, I'm going to buy that. You know, women say, oh, I got flowers and a coloring book came with it. Oh, I'm going to buy that. That's just marketing and it's advertising. Just marketing. Yeah. That's just how You're it works. You're trying to hit a demographic to buy your product. 
And I think that even when there's not a demographic, like if you go to Target, I went to Target maybe three times in the last year. And one of the more than I have, <laughs> one, one, of the, one of the things I saw at Target was the sign that said, I swear to God, there was like a, a notebook. I don't know. It was like one of those 99 cent notebooks you get at the dollar store. Right. And it's just a black cover, just notebook paper. And it was like this notebook. It was designed by a non-binary trans. And I'm like designed. It's literally just paper with a black cover on it. But it was like four ninety nine because a, a non-binary trans person who has brown skin but identifies as black and Native American designed it. <laughs> what demographic is that appealing to? People that want to the left virtue signal and it's just sub it's subsidized yeah. by it's basically subsidized by the big banks the big corporations the esg it's marketing and blackrock and, and it's, it's today's it's hot marketing. topic so we're gonna so you're throw it out okay, there it's okay you got angry you hit the you hit the arm there i'm italian i talk with my hands <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know that's that's those are a couple of statistics let's look at some some more of these um one in six men have sex have been sexually abused or assaulted in their lives one in four have experienced rape like I, when I read these statistics for the first time, I never thought that the numbers would be, I knew men had been raped because I knew men had knew men who have been raped. But I didn't know the numbers were 25% of men have been forced to penetrate a woman. And there's a lot of, there's a lot going on there in that. How does that, that work data. out? Well, men that feel pressured to have sex with a woman right. because he, you know, unless you get married, they're not, you're not going to have sex, right? Or you know, family pressure to have children or I, there could be a lot of different factors that go right. into that. But it shouldn't be dismissed because it's happening to men. We shouldn't only focus on women that have been the victim of that. I mean, you have that woman put her hand, physically put her hand right. on you. That's sexual assault. And the fact is, a lot of, we think of sexual assault for women. We think men are bigger, so men must be just smashing women's faces in. A lot of what women report as sexual assault is like men looked at them. Or men like bumped into them and they weren't actually assaulting them, but they right. bumped into them and the woman interpreted it as that. So you have to really think about that when you look at the statistical data. It's not men just smashing a woman's face into the pavement. It's probably a guy in a big crowd trying to be courteous, puts his hand on her back, like, excuse me, this man assaulted me. It's, it's rape. Right? It's rape. <laughs> okay, I'll just shove you over then. Here's another statistic. 63% uh, men receive 63% more prison time compared to women who've been convicted of the exact same crime. So men because of the perception of men as being you know, more aggressive and tougher, men actually go to prison longer for committing the same crime that a woman commits. And now men are going to prison and they're getting sexually assaulted by other men, or some men are pretending to be women going into women's prison and raping the women. That's right. That's actually, that's literally happening. Uh, sadly and disturbingly quite often yeah. from what I've read. Um, so let's look at some of the National Intimate Partner and Sexual Violence Survey, because this is the big one. This is the most uh, most recent data. I think the CDC has some preliminaries out for 2017, but they, they didn't have the full survey completed from what I could find on their website. Uh, but I'm going to go through this. The National Intimate Partner and Sexual Violence Survey. This is like the 2010 one we looked at, but this is the updated statistical data. Um, I don't want to bore you with data and statistics, but I want to point these out so that men and women can see uh, that this is a an issue that you should be united on, uh, not united just for women, not united just for men, but united together to recognize that when somebody does something wrong, it's not because they're black or white or Hispanic, and it's not they're not doing those things, to, they're not committing a crime against someone because they're black or white. A crime is a crime. Violence right. is violence. You're immature, you're 
you're arrogant, you're ignorant. There's all kinds of things. It's just, you're a bad human being. <laughs> you're immature. You're not developed. There's a lot of things that go into you're that. You're not following the rules. Not following the rules. And some rules are okay. Rules are there. You're like, you don't murder somebody. That's probably right. a good rule you want to follow. The Ten Commandments. There's some good stuff in there. Yeah. Some good stuff in there. Some good morals. Some good morals in that. Yes. All right. So sexual violence. One, this is the most updated data that you can find from the Centers for Disease Control for uh, violence with relationships. And this is men and women. From what I understand, this does not include homosexual relationships, which there are a lot of them. And you can visibly see the, (laughs) the violence. If you've ever seen one of those fights, the violence there. So one in five women experienced uh, completed or attempted rape during. So this is this isn't just like over a period. This is over a whole lifetime. This data this is a lot of data compiled. One in five women have experienced completed or attempted rape during her lifetime. One in fourteen men were made to penetrate someone completely or attempted during his lifetime. That's that's all, that's still a lot of men. One in fourteen. Mm-hmm. One in five women. Now that doesn't mean that women still win women win the rape category it's on a it's, it's on a still contest. a percentage it still happened it still is happening yeah. and that's a lot of men that's basically if you have a basketball team at least one or maybe two of those guys on the team have been sexually assaulted and raped by a woman that's a lot of men well a lot of those basketball players they have to when they have fun with women they, they gotta get rid of their condom or something because they're dumpster diving for that sperm because they want that baby. That's actually they a want thing. A pay- they want a paycheck. That's a thing. Yes, yeah, so you learn it that It sounds wild, but... You learn you that on the streets, Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get out on the streets, I hear things. <laughs> that is a thing. That is a thing. I mean, hell, my, my son's mom admitted to me. I told you, I've, I think I've said it on air before. She admitted to me. She used me as a sperm donation because she, she yeah. said, I, I think you were really smart and I think you'd be a good dad, but I don't want to be with you. I just want those genes. Just wants the genes. Where, where's that in the statistical data? I can't find it anywhere. That happens to people all the time. What about like an arranged marriage? How do I feel about that? Or what are you saying? It's like, what if you don't really want to marry that person, but you're kind of forced by your parents to be with that person? Are you saying, is, what, that, is that rape? It, it, that, that's a debatable thing, right? Right. It's a cultural custom. If it's still pretty common in a lot of parts of the world, India, it's still common. India, even parts of Japan. I delivered a lot of seven 11s. A lot of Indian people run those places and, I just got married and they're like, do you know the lady? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I think sure so. Do. I think so. <laughs> not a range. Like, no, not a range. It's funny. You didn't tell me that. <laughs> uh, so sexual violence of women in the U S 43.6% of women, 43.6% experienced some form of contact sexual violence in their lifetime. In the U S 1.2% of women reported complete or attempted rape in the last 12 months before this survey. One in six women, and I'm not going to bore you with all the details. I'm just going to go through a couple of the key points. One in six women experience sexual coercion, which this means being torn down by someone who's repeatedly asking for sex, sexual pressure, etc. One in six women have experienced sexual coercion, and more than a third of women reported unwanted sexual contact. You're going to fall into the category of men who have you have yeah. you actually haven't reported it though so you, you don't <laughs> you my, don't count my vote don't count you don't count all right so for men so we we would assume that the statistics for women are high because we hear about them all the time that's all that seems to matter but for men men also experience these things at pretty high rates and you also have to consider that women 
this is a very well-known thing. Women tend to exaggerate and report things at far higher rates, even when they don't happen than men do. And men tend to, because we suppress and put things down inside of us and don't talk about our emotions and experiences. Your managers laughed at you when you told them what happened to you. Men tend to not report these right. things. That doesn't mean that it isn't happening to women. It just means that we need to understand that these things happen to men as well. And for both the physical and also the mental health of men and for young boys, we need to, we need to recognize this as a society. Mm -hmm. I think I, I agree. Think. So sexual violence of men, a quarter of men in the U S experience, some form of contact sexual violence in their lifetime, uh, a, close to a percent 0.7 plus reported being made to penetrate in the 12 months preceding the survey. 2.6% of men experienced completed or attempted rape uh, victimization in their lifetime. One in 10 men experienced sexual coercion. You're one of the one that has experienced that, and you actually experienced harassment, sexual assault, <laughs> and coercion, and you're not in the statistics. You're a good example. Did you have a thought? I checked all the boxes. <laughs> I, th I, thought you, I thought you started to say something. Uh, One-fifth of men, about 19 0.9 million men reported unwanted sexual contact at some point in their lifetime. So these things happen to men and they happen at a far higher rate than even the statistics allow for. Um, and I'm sure there are plenty of cases for women that aren't reported as well. It's not, it's obviously not what we're saying. It's like, even if you did bring it up to court, just like what my supervisors, they're just going to laugh. They're not going to give you any that, money. That's a well-known thing too. Yeah. In yeah. court, juries don't take that as seriously if a man no. was assaulted or raped. Exactly. Because you're big and tough. You're supposed to be able to handle your handle yourself. Yeah. If you go to handle it, then you got assault. <laughs> exactly. Then we're going to, yeah, exactly. You're right. Uh, so for stalking, this one actually kind of surprises me. One in six women have been the victims of stalking at some point in their life. I could see that because men naturally are hunters. So you're stalking something that you want. If you're looking for a significant other, you're playing the field. You're looking at the field. You're checking stuff out. What would make good genes that you'd like to pass on through your children? That's fair. We actually all do that. Even if you're married in a relationship, your body you're naturally. Still checking stuff out. That's, you can look. Absolutely. Just don't touch. Don't touch. Have you ever seen that movie uh, Gone Fishing with Danny Glover? Joe Pesci? A long time ago. Oh, that I probably won't remember. That, that line you just said reminded me of that movie, but. All right, so one in six women. Um, I guess like I, I, I assume that it would be somewhere around there. I thought for men it would actually be a little higher, but this one's a little lower than I thought. One out of 17 men have been the victims of stalking at some point in their lifetime. But then again, men, I mean, for even if it's sexual assault, men don't tend to tend not to report it. If it's stalking, it's I would assume that it's even less people report stalking because you can just kind of write that off. It's not even a physical thing. It's a... Right. Probably an online. Most of it's digital now anyway, nowadays. Uh, so intimate partner violence. This is relationship violence. Uh, one in four women and one in 10 men have experienced contact, sexual violence, physical violence and or stalking by an intimate partner and have reported an IPV intimate partner uh, violence related impact during their lifetime. And as you can notice. Probably the, there are so many different kinds of statistics. Again, I'm not playing fast and loose with data. I'm simply trying to point out that men experience these things at a very high rate. And in some cases at a higher rate than women, which is what we're going to find here. Uh, and I'll point, I'll point that point out here in just a moment. This is one of the last pieces of data. Intimate partner violence of women. So in the U.S., one in three women experienced contact sexual violence 
physical violence and or stalking by an intimate partner during their lifetime. For men, it's one in three as well. So men and women experience, I'll read those to you again, contact sexual violence, physical violence, and or stalking by an intimate partner during their lifetimes. Men and women experience that at the exact same rate. rate. It's human nature. And the only reason that if you were to look at these statistics and say, Ryan lied by omission, he didn't point out that there's slightly a few more million women that experience it than men. You're right. 43.6 million women experience that. 37.3 million men experience that. But here's the thing. There are more women than there are men, but it's at the same rate based on population. One in three. That number kind of honestly surprised me because every time I think about stuff like this, Joe, I think, uh, no, I can't because all the programming, I think that right. can't be right. Men don't actually experience. And then I look at the data. I'm like, oh, it's the same rate. Gold diggers. There's <laughs> a lot of gold diggers. <laughs> a lot of gold diggers. Uh, let's look at uh, this data point. Over one third of women experienced psychological aggression by an intimate partner during their lifetime. And for men, also one third of men have experienced psychological aggression by an intimate partner. And there's a slight discrepancy, once again, based on population, because there's slightly more women. But I would assume if you factor in that most men don't report and women over-report, which is a very well-known thing, it's probably dead equal based on population um, numbers in terms of the millions of people. In that case, it might even be more, I'm going to speculate here, I'd say it might even be more men that experience psychological aggression than women that, that, that experience that. It's all that nagging. So the, what did Bill Burr say? Just like a psycho robot. <laughs> Just coming at you. <laughs> uh, and then here's the one that really surprised me. And I know that this is, I, 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 can, I can feel, uh, I can feel the energy of people when I, when I'm, I know I'm going to be able to feel the energy of people when I say this. This is for women, regardless, um, or actually re- re- rather than regardless, regarding specific subtypes of intimate partner violence. About 18.3% of women experienced contact sexual violence. 30.6% experienced physical violence. So we're breaking it down by category. And 10.4% experienced stalking during their lifetime. So let's compare that to men. We already know that men and women, one-third each, experience the uh, psychological aggression. And one-third each, uh, or one in three, rather, each experience contact, sexual violence, physical abuse, stalking, etc. Some are higher. Some of these categories, such as uh, contact sexual violence, 18.3% of women, only 8.2% of, of men have experienced contact sexual violence. So a lot more women experience that than men. Uh, as for stalking, 10.4% of women, and for men, it's 2.2%. So statistically, women experience more of that. What surprised me was physical violence, not just sexual, but physical violence, physical violence. of women experienced physical violence by an intimate partner. However, 31% of men experienced uh, physical violence. It's still pretty close. Pretty close, but that's one statistic where even with the discrepancy in reporting, men actually at a a rate of 0.4% experience physical violence at a higher rate officially than women do. And when I read that, I, I know I texted you, that blew my mind. Yeah. Statistically, according to official government data, women physically abuse men at a higher rate than men abuse women. And you would never think that if you watch the news or a comedy <laughs> show or a movie. And that's really, I think, the, the crescendo of tonight's show. 
physically speaking, physical violence, men experience physical violence at a higher rate in a relationship with a woman than a woman does from a man. Well, as a man, you're always told never to hit a woman, but you can run your mouth and they'll hit you all they want. That's right. That is a, that is an absolute thing. Yes. Especially if you live in a trailer park, mm-hmm. live in the dirty South, like I did. It's <laughs> the women down there will absolutely come at you with the frying pan. So what does that make? What does that make you? You think, Joe? I'm just. Do you have commentary? You have thoughts on that? Did you know that before? I, did you speculate no. on that before I brought that up to you? I didn't know those numbers were that close or higher, and it is. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Again, especially when you think about. I mean, you mentioned we mentioned earlier when you watch movies and TV shows and the news. Um, hell, even from my experience trying to date in the past women always have this idea of like, Oh, I've been abused and I've been this or that. So got to take it slow. And it's like, there's no consideration. We're like, well, I've also been abused. I've also been assaulted. I've also had these things happen to me. It's like only her emotions matter. And if if a person, the thing is that's not the fault of a female or a woman. That's, that's an immature person who can't recognize that it's not just them who has experienced traumatic events. It's also, and I'm sure that's the same thing in gay relationships too. Some women probably think, well, only I've had bad experiences with men. That's why I'm going to be with women. But that other woman you're with or that other man you're with might have also had bad experiences. But if you work at it as a, as a team, as a couple to get through it, that's an, a relationship. It's that's not right. one sided. That's right. I had all these problems. I'm the victim, this, this and that. And you have to subdue to what happened to me. But if you both work through it, it'll end up working out great. That's right. And that's why you need a combination of the the masculine and the feminine, not the faux masculine and the faux feminine, but real masculine, genuine, genuine masculinity, real and genuine femininity as well. It has to be balanced. You have to have both. Yep. And that's the the other thing about balance is we think about equality as everything has to be equal, like some communistic uh, idealist utopia. But Equality means we acknowledge that men are on average physically stronger than a woman. But then again, how do you define physical strength? Because as a man, I don't like needles in my arms, let alone I don't think I could give birth to I don't think I could give oh. birth to a baby. How many <laughs> men have passed kidney stones? Right. And a woman yes. passes a a watermelon out of her. Mm-hmm. You know, I hats off to you. Yeah. Like I I couldn't do that. That's incredible strength that a a man usually doesn't have <laughs> right you might you might you might be able to move heavy things around and work in the sun and really work yourself down and well to the point of committing suicide at a higher rate than women but women can do things that men can't do and right. that's equality recognizing that there are differences in biology and sex and then using those qualities to protect each other it's not just men that protect women it's women that should also protect the emotions of their of their husband right. or their partner don't break them down mentally because it, it's going to lead to bad things. That's a third for both. <laughs> yeah. Women break men down at the same rate men break women down. And again, those are immature, um, egotistic, narcissistic, maybe sociopathic, maybe psychopathic. But those are those are people that are immature. It's like women, I, you don't make me feel confident in myself. It's like you do the same thing to us. What it, You know Cat Williams, right? Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorite comedians. He said... He said, women always talk about self-esteem. You hurt my self-esteem. He's like, it's called self-esteem, bitch. It's the esteem of yourself. (laughs) I am not responsible for your (laughs) self-esteem. So I don't know. We've talked about a lot tonight. We've got a few minutes left here. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add or to clarify or? I think I'm good right now. You're good. Did you think that we got to, uh, we hit some important points tonight? Absolutely. But I mean, we can go on and on and on and on and on and just 
There's a lot of stuff out there. There is. There is. And uh, again, I want to clarify, since you don't have any additional things to add, I want to clarify that the point of tonight's show is to point out that one, men experience these kinds of things as sexual violence, physical violence, in that case, even higher than women in relationships, intimate relationships, uh, stalking, um, and so many other things at equal and in some cases higher rates and in some cases lower rates. It's on a contest that women do. And the fact that women have all the support and all the help, the billions of dollars, the, the women's shelters, the places to go if when something happens and men have virtually none of that, there's like one or two centers in the whole country for that. They could, st- I think I want to say it's like Tennessee or Alabama or something. There's a center, but there's virtually no help for men. And that also, I think leads to the alcoholism, drug use and reckless behavior that leads men to die in car crashes and die of alcoholism, heart disease, diabetes, suicide at much higher rates because there's no outlet from including in relationships. There's like no outlet for men to express those those problems and, and exp- unless they go to therapy or something and then they'll just tell them they're actually a woman <laughs> and it's good to talk if you have a problem do talk to somebody either a therapist or a doctor or a friend somebody it, it is good to get stuff off your shoulders and if you don't feel good go see a doctor i put off going to the doctor for lots of years i ended up having cancer at one time i'm good now but i'm glad i caught it early something just wasn't right went to the doctor we got it all handled but if you put it off, it could get worse. And if, even if you do live a healthy life, just go. It, it's worth it. I mean, that goes for physical and mental health, mm-hmm. I assume you're saying. And I know that we kind of, people kind of glorify mental illness today. When I say mental illness, I just mean bottling things up inside and not expressing them. Even depression. One reason why I moved down here is plenty of sunlight. And I needed to get through to get through life. I need the sunlight. Me too, my friend. <laughs> I need a lot of sunlight. <laughs> yeah. A little too much now, <laughs> but it's okay. I got to block this window in here in the studio just oh, to keep the sun out. It'll cook. Yeah, but that's okay. I li- I, I prefer the sun over the cold because that'll that'll drive you into depression. You know about real depression? Go to somewhere like Rochester or Buffalo, dude. Mm-hmm. The suicide rates there are out of control. People are so mean and violent and angry. <laughs> Anywhere in the Midwest, too. Go to like Gary, Indiana. Oh, yeah, I bet it's terrible. (laughs) It's like the armpit of the United States. So if you want any of this data, I've got all the statistical data. I'm sure that we'll have another show on this at some point soon. Uh, We also have another another set of documents here on racial crime uh, we could do a whole show on in, I guess, similar scope to tonight's show on men. Uh, Tonight's show is misandry. Misandry is the prejudice against men. Uh, It's not a contest. It's just to show you that men experience things as well, and we should not dismiss, demean, mock, degrade, uh, et cetera, men because they're supposed to be tougher. Keep them in their gender roles. Uh, try to separate men from women when men and women need each other. That's just a, a fact of nature uh, for a lot of reasons, physically, spiritually, emotionally, et cetera. Uh, and it's also not... Uh, I'd say tonight's show has nothing to do with homosexuality or LGBTQ. We're talking strictly about men and women, uh, male, female, traditional relationships. And if you have a problem with those, then there's also a word for people like that. It's, it's misogamy. The word of the day. Uh, misogamy is the uh, hatred of marriage and traditional relationships. So if one just throw words around to make people feel bad, I've got a bunch of words too. Joe, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. Really, uh, I'm glad that you were able to... to 
stay with us through the whole show tonight. And not only that, but um, speak your mind about things that are super controversial. Just help people be aware of what's going on. If anybody knows you drive that Bud Light truck, then you're going to get extra, extra stuff thrown at you now. I'll be prepared to the, the pro man show. <laughs> I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe to the archive at thesecretteachings.info, or I should say resubscribe. Go to aftermath.media to subscribe to the archive. If you're a first-time subscriber, www.thesecretteachings.info, rdgable at yahoo.com. I have a whole section on this topic in my new book, Liberty Shrugged. A whole chapter, well-documented, well-referenced, Liberty Shrugged, on our website. Check it out. It supports the show. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. From Ground Zero to the Secret Teachings, keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio. The Secret Teachings radio show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us.